is a type of medicine that trains your body to fight any foreign agents. Plants are helpful for the ecosystem. It's an electronic device for storing and processing data. The nervous system is all the collection of nerves in your body. Yeast is a eukaryote. Welcome to Spectacular Science, where it's all about science, with your host, Akshay. Hey listeners, welcome back to this episode of Spectacular Science. I'm your host, Akshay. Now, I'm actually going hiking later today, so you all get ready because pack your bags and grab your hiking tools because we're going on a big hike. But before that, we have to learn about how mountains are formed and why it's actually cold up there when really we're closer to the sun. So in this episode, we are going to take a deep dive or um, climb into the science of mountains, how they form, what they are, and answer this burning question that I've had. Why is it cold on top of a mountain even though it's actually closer to the sun? We'll have an answer to that later in the show. But before we get before we get into that, let's get started on the basics of mountains. So first of all, what are mountains? Well, mountains are tall slabs of rock that pop up on the crust. The crust is the outermost layer of the earth, and that's where all the continents are. The crust is broken up into different pieces called tectonic plates. These tectonic plates ride on top of the mantle, which is a layer under it, and that mantle pushes them together, pulls them apart, and moves them like crazy. And most of the continents are on top of a tectonic plate. Now, these mountains can be very tall or very small, depending on how they are formed. So the formation basically impacts how tall or how small a mountain will be. And that's all depending on how they are formed. Mountains can be formed because of magma cooling or tectonic plate movement. Let's start with magma cooling. Magma is actually melted rock and metal, and it's melted because the Earth's core is so hot that it actually melts all the rock and metal in the Earth's crust and under the Earth's crust, which creates magma. Now that magma seeps through cracks in the Earth's crust, and it cools down as it it comes out, in the land and hardens into rock because when magma cools down it actually turns back into rock which it was originally and then over millions of years the magma cooling will form a cone-shaped mountain so that mountain is what you probably imagine if i say a volcano that cone-shaped mountain that has magma coming out of it and that's actually how these giant volcanic volcanic mountains actually form It's all because of magma seeping through Earth's surface, or crust. Next is tectonic plate movement. Tectonic plates are pieces of the Earth's crust, and they're divided into a few main plates. And those plates can move around on the magma that we talked about earlier. The tectonic plates can sometimes collide 
or crashing to each other. As the plates do this, it creates a ridge where the two plates meet. That ridge is a mountain. So think of two continental tectonic plates. They basically weigh the same and have the same density. And when they crash into each other, they have no other choice but to go up because since they are the same, they can't go under or over each other. So they make these ridges as they crash. And that is what creates these types of mountains. Mountains can also be formed when the tectonic plates pull apart from each other. When they pull apart, it creates a tall ridge with a pointy top. And those are the ways that mountains can be formed. They're volcanic mountains and fold mountains. Because the fold mountains are created by tectonic plates crashing into each other. And they kind of fold out on the top. So, how about this? Let's try this little activity. Grab two pieces of paper. Okay, got it? Now, put them flat on a table or other flat surface. Now, bring them closer to each other so that the edges of the paper meet. And now, those are kind of symbolizing two tectonic plates. And then, crash them into each other. Since the papers are both the same size and the same weight, it folds upward. And that's why they're called fold mountains. Now, if you've ever seen pictures of people hiking Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world in the Himalayas, you see them wearing oxygen masks sometimes. And they need that because the air in the mountains is very thin. Mountains that high, such as Mount Everest, don't have much air on top of them, and the air is very thin. Even when you just hike a regular mountain, you probably don't need oxygen masks. But you do start to feel that the air is sort of hard to breathe in. And that's all because of altitude. Altitude is how high you are compared to sea level, which is where the sea is. And when we do that, we actually find that the air above the sea level, and if you go higher and higher and higher, there's not much pressure or air pressure pushing down on you since there isn't much air on top of you. So imagine you're standing on a mountain. There is more air below you than it is above you. And as that air is there, it's actually thinner because there's less air above you than below you because you're closer to the edge of the atmosphere. That's why the air is very thin near the top of a mountain. Now let's answer my burning question. Even though we're closer to the sun, why is it cold on top of a mountain? Well, the answer to that is really cool. So imagine you have this kind of square filled with air. So let's say you're just on sea level or wherever you are right now, as long as you're not on a mountain. So when we're there, the air is actually denser because more air is pushing down on us from above. As this happens, it is actually denser, and that means that more heat can be absorbed by that air. And it also traps more heat closer to the ground. But when we go up onto the mountain, we get that same size square, and we look inside it, there's less air inside, or air molecules inside.
That's because there's less air pushing down on us from above, and it's actually less denser than what it is near the ground or near sea level. That means that it can't absorb um, as much heat as the ones on sea level because the air is the one that absorbs heat. And it's also because when you're on sea level, it's closer to the ground and the air can trap it easily. But when you're above there, the sun's heat is actually dissipated as it makes its way up. Think about bouncing all of the land and going all the way up. And that makes it so that the heat is closer to the ground, but not a lot up there. And that's why even though you're closer to the sun, which doesn't really matter because our atmosphere is in the way, even though you're closer, it still means that it's actually colder because the air molecules are closer together up there. That's the answer to that question. It's amazing to think that mountains have so much science behind them, but we just look at them as sitting right there. Okay, now time for my hike. Want to come along? Great. But before I go, what did we learn today? We learned that mountains can be formed by magma cooling on Earth's surface or tectonic plates crashing into each other and creating fold mountains. And the air on, on top of a mountain is thin or less dense because there's less air pushing down on it and the air molecules are further apart from each other. And the reason it's cold on top of mountains, even though we're technically closer to the sun, is because there's less air molecules in one selected space up there, and it's less dense, meaning that it absorbs less heat, and it also can't trap as much air, warm air, inside of Earth. So that's why, even though we're closer to the sun, which doesn't really matter because the atmosphere is protecting us, it is still cold on top of mountains. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Spectacular Science is produced and hosted by me, Akshay. Our theme song is by Charan Ramachandran. Special thanks to Varun Ramachandran. Please visit my website, spectacularsci.com, to find interactive activities, articles, blog posts, and all of our episodes. That's SpectacularSci.com. Please sign up for the Spectacular Science membership, where you can get bonus episodes, activities, and the fact of the day, which is a fun science fact every day. Sign up at SpectacularSci.com slash membership. That's SpectacularSci.com slash membership. Please subscribe or follow Spectacular Science on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. By following, you'll get all of the episodes automatically and get notified when new episodes are available. Please follow on any of these platforms. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spectacular Science next week. Bye!